And you must ask yourself, what is one baby's life worth? And so it does take change, but it also, they also said she does take cash and checks. So a very worthy cause. And again, I can't iterate. The other day, my daughter-in-law came home and said that she got to lead somebody to the Lord who was going to kill her baby. Anyway, happy Mother's Day after that cry. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, turning your Bibles today to Luke 2. I get choked up about that stuff. Very appropriate thing to show on Mother's Day. Saving lives. That's exactly what mothers are. Probably one of the most lifesavers in the world. Ordained by God. But as we look at Luke 2, verse 8. It says, And there one came, there were the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were so afraid again. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for, behold, I bring forth good tidings and great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, and ye shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothing, lying in a manger." And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them unto heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even to Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which is the Lord hath made him known unto us. And they came without haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad, saying, which was told to them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told of them by the shepherds. Verse 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you this morning, I plead the blood of Christ. Father, pray for this message. God, I know it's from you. I know it's about mothers. God, it's a message, Father, that I probably will not be able to do or be worthy of preaching. But Father, give, calm my nerves, calm my thoughts. Let me focus on what your word says and these few notes that you have given me. Let there be a great shout in the camp today if we're all mothers, Lord, for all we all have one. And thank you for our mothers. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Titled my message today is The Heart of a Mother. I don't know if this is karma or whatever, but every morning I make us a berry drink with protein. And I have a cup of mine that I always use. And I, my wife has a Wonder Woman cup, and I fill them both full. And we go about our business and drink our berry protein drink. And I've never made this mistake. This morning I was drinking my cup and walking around. My wife goes... You drink it out of my cup, the Wonder Woman cup. So I thought, yeah, it's really what I need, God, uh, big time. So we're going to talk about the heart of a mother. If there ever was a day to talk about mothers, today is the day to talk about it. And it's not about male or female. This message is about mothers. Every one of us have a mother. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
Mary's heart was very special. Mary was very special. An angel came to her and said, Mary, you're highly favored and found favor with God. And you know, when Mary was pondering these things, really? And he said, you shall conceive and bring forth a son, and his name shall be Jesus. Now, uh, your first child, the name is a big deal. And his name shall be Jesus. The name is a big deal. He shall be great. My son, great? He shall be the son of the highest. Hard to believe my son's going to be great and the son of the highest. His kingdom shall have no end. And this holy thing shall be born, shall be the son of God. I could imagine Mary wondering and thinking, could this be true? My baby special? Mary loved Jesus as a mother. They say every great man or woman, there is a great mother behind them, and I would definitely say that's true. The connection between mothers and child is divine. There's something special about a first baby. I got to say a few stories today. Our first baby was Jared. We went into the baby room and we went through the thing. I don't want to get into that. But we had a room where we shared rooms, beds with, with this other person because that's what happens when you're poor. And uh, we were looking in there at the babies and we were in the room and all that stuff and went through all this stuff. But I looked at my baby and my baby was bald. <laughs> and my baby had just little two holes in its head with nostrils. And I looked over at the other baby had long, blowing black hair and a real nose. And I was sitting there looking, going, there's something wrong with my baby. <laughs> I, I was like comparing babies and thinking, I got, I got ripped off on this deal, Lord. This is my first baby. <laughs> but I looked over at my wife. She had him in his arm, her arms, and she thought he was the most beautiful baby in the world. And that calmed my spirit to let me know just how important mothers are. Let's be honest. My 90-pound wife got pregnant and she grew into a different person. And I, to be honest, not to be crude, I watched this, you know, maybe she was 110 or ooh, 120 pounds at that time. She delivered a football come out of her body, and I just was like, the horror. I thought, the horror. I can't believe she just did that. I thought, how in the world could this even happen? I mean, your faith in God goes up 100% when you see your baby being born for the first time. And I don't know whose warped idea was to let the husbands go in there, but it was just beginning. You got to go in there and be a coach. They don't need no coaching. We have no idea how to coach you to have a baby. We're just there for the claw marks or the dirty looks or whatever. A punching bag. Because I almost passed out. They, they said, I think he needs a chair. So I was a real coach because I was ready. Oh, my God, full of blood. And it's everywhere. And they were like doing their job going, what's wrong with him? She's the one doing all the work here because it always had to be about me. The horror that someone could survive something like this. I knew that if men had a baby, we would only have one. It's a head scratcher because then a mother wants to have another baby. 
And you look at him, you go, were you there last time when all this happened? Do you realize the pain, the sorrow, the horror, and the, just the awfulness of that birthing program? And they still, and you know what? They're happy about it. Jumping up and down, I gotta have another baby. And you're thinking, boy, that's gonna be expensive. <laughs> A mother's vitality and strength and determination is definitely a God-given gift. Mothers are in a league of their own. Sorry, men, we can't compare. It's the only time in my life when we go out to dinner, we'll order two dinners, my wife eats half or a third of hers and gives me the rest. That's the code of manhood, right? But when they're pregnant, they eat all their food. <laughs> and you're feeling ripped off going, I should order three dinners. Because she'd eat all her food. And I think, well, something different than a man has to do that. But I'm sorry, men, we can't compare. Weight gain, morning sickness, restless night, food cravings of all sorts of things in all hours of the day. If you would turn in your Bibles to Proverbs 31, please. Proverbs 31. It says in Proverbs 31, 12, very familiar verses. It says in Proverbs 31, 12, she will do him good, not evil, all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and working willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ship that bringeth forth food from afar. She riseth up also while yet night and giveth meat to her household and portions to her handmaids, to her maidens. She considered the fields and by it, with the fruit of her hands, she planted the vineyards. She girdeth her loins and strengthened her, and strength and strengthen her arms. You know, to be honest, have you ever seen a, a couple with a new baby, and there's a big, strong, strapping man holding the baby, right, and doing things with the baby for about ten minutes? Then the guy gets frustrated, thinking, "This is not my job." <laughs> This hurts. And then they give this child to a woman that's 150 pounds less, minimum. And they take the kid and they lock him on the hip. And they pack him around for 30 to 40 minutes. Where a man can't do that. You have muscles and all this. You go, yes, I can. No, you don't. You are, do not do that. You hand them off to the wife and they pack your kid around for hours. It's just amazing the, the strength of a young mother. Verse 18, she perceiveth the merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle. Her hands hold the staff. She strengthened her hands to the poor. She stretcheth her hands to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates, and he sitteth among the elders of the land. Okay, honey, I'm getting up. You know I'm going to the gates to sit with the elders because we got important stuff to talk about. Here's what I need you to do. <laughs> Be nice if you clean the house, did the laundry, took care of the kids, made us something nice for dinner, and could you sort of cut the grass? Because I'm going to talk with the men at the gates. 
And if you don't think that's not true, you haven't watched a mother home alone. I know, man, our jobs are important, but it's not as important as a mother. Well, that doesn't happen in my house. Why don't you put a nanny cam and watch what your wife does all day long? When I was young and we had all those nasty little kids running around, terrorizing our house. Most times my wife would come to me. I'd get home. I was hungry. I was tired. I want to tell her how bad my day was. She goes, you know what? I forgot to eat today. <laughs> I thought, what kind of person forgets to eat? It just doesn't happen. I just, I just thought, huh. I tried that the next day. didn't work. <laughs> About 11 o'clock, I was hungry again. In 24, it says, she maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth her girdles unto the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She opened her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also and he is praised, praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously and excelleth them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruits of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Mothers. We all have one. And you say, what's the big deal about that? Well, after this message, I hope it is a big deal. It's funny, the older we get, we start to critique our mother. We get amnesia and forget the first 20 years of our lives. From one year to seven, you and I were a handful. We were messy creatures. We broke things. We wrote on the walls. We did things and hid things that we could never find to this day. We were a lot of work. When you were sick, who cared for you? When you were afraid, who prayed for you? When you were insecure about something of your life, who talked to you? You see, mothers are all in. Mothers take it personal. When you talk bad about someone's lady's kids, she will not like you. Now, I'm going to say that again because none of you think you do that. When you talk bad about someone's kids, that mother will not like you. Mothers are all loyal. They have a loyalty in them. If your kid was an axe murderer, she would blame the axe. They're all in. Mothers have this, because when someone says, hey, uh, your kid did this, I go, well, that's all they did. Because <laughs> then that doesn't fall far from the tree. But not with moms. They're all loyal. I said, Shelly, what's wrong with you is you're all loyal. Well, at least I'm loyal. Loyalty runs deep with mothers. Mothers have ears like TV dishes. And I'm going to tell you how they do. 
I would be sleeping like a normal man does. And my wife would kick me, wake me up, or however she wakes a sleeping giant up. She said, Kendall, something's going on downstairs. Get down there. <laughs> and so I, um, oh, really, downstairs? What time is it? It's whatever it is. Something's going wrong, and you need to get down there. So off I go, downstairs, and ruin their fun. And she was right every time. There was something going wrong. She could hear it at their ears. To this day, she has great ears. And the kids can't get away with anything because she says, I babysit, I watch my kids through my ears. And every time I would go down there, I'd go on, I was going to sleep through this. A lot of my kids got caught because my wife was on the job. See, mothers work 24 hours a day. They're always on the job. And if you had a mom like that, you are very, very, very fortunate. I did not. <laughs> Mothers are emotional about everything, especially when it comes to correction. Uh, when the kids would do bad and they have my bloodline and they're going to do bad, <laughs> they would plead with my wife, let us take punishment from the father. <laughs> because... I would give them one to three swats, and that's it. We're done. But if there is an emotional encounter about them acting like you know what, I can't tell you everything that happened because a lot went on. But when your kids get bigger than her, which happened quite fast, <laughs> women resort, it's called guerrilla warfare. I'm not kidding you. Nothing's off limits. One of my bratty little kids, and there's like, it was Christmas, and I don't know if it was Tanner or Casey, probably both of them, but they had a little Santa hat on, and he was being just a horrible person. And my wife couldn't get to him, but she got with him about their foot. And he went down the stairs, and she said, Merry Christmas, you little brat. <laughs> See, that's why they go, oh, how's, there's mom, how's she doing? How's mom doing, okay? Because they know all these fancy moves. And in all honesty, when you think about that, that's good. Because they know dad's going to have the law. How many? Three swats sit there. If you move, you get another one. Bam, bam, bam. Done. But not mom, because they're so tied to their kids, they want them to turn out so bad. When they start acting like their father, because <laughs> they always blame the other, they're emotional. They take their job seriously because, you see, mothers are all in. Say this to be true in your life. Mothers get things done. What would Christmas be like without mom? A wasteland. What would Easter be done without mom? A wasteland. What would Thanksgiving be done without mom? A wasteland. What would your birthday be done without mom? There would be no birthdays. We're having a birthday, inviting all these kids, and going to terrorize my house, and we're only spending $90 million on it. I go, oh, well, let's do it. I'd have gave my kids a gift card. And if you ever get a gift card from me, that's all you're getting. <laughs> Sorry. My wife's bringing presents. She brought one today for someone, a bag and a name on it, and we had to go 19 places to get the stuff for them. Men buy gift cards and say, here, it's from my heart. Because <laughs> most men don't have hearts. 
And if you do, don't tell me, because I don't have one. Or of any event of any sort. Without mothers, these events would be a wasteland. Mothers, I would come home thinking everything is great, and I'd walk into the house, and the couch is not where the couch was before. It's over there. And I'm thinking, I couldn't agree with you more. I was always worried about that 100-pound couch getting over there. How'd you get over there? Well, me and Jared, six-year-old Jared, moved it over there. Or how'd that dresser get into the other room? Me and six-year-old Jared got over there. My poor kids became workhorses before they knew it. Justin and Jared, like, ah! Because those couches and chairs needed to be moved. Or pictures. Thank God for shear strips. Whoever thought those was the smartest man ever in my life. But in the days there were no shear strips, there were just nails. And by George, there were nails everywhere. <laughs> and those, I don't know what those pictures did to us, but they, by George, they had to move over to that wall. So there were things to be done and things to be changed. Mothers were always improving things. One day I pulled around the cul-de-sac, and I've told this story before once, but it bears repeating. Um, this rich man gave us an expensive door that was probably worth more than our house, right? And I pulled around the door, and there's all my kids in there. And my wife has this door on the front yard with the sawhorses, and I thought, what do those kids do to my wife to make her pull that door off and put it on sawhorses? And she was crying, and I thought, oh, man, what's the deal here? Well, she was crying because she was always painting something, and she had to mess with the expensive door, and she melted the strips in between it with some cleaner or something, and, and she was crying. <laughs> I thought, oh, Lord, it's a door. <laughs> so we put paint back on it and hung that door up. I would have never pulled that door <laughs> for any reason. But they're always doing something to improve something, to make it better. And if you have that in your life, you need to thank God for that. Mothers give their lives for others. They buy clothes for their children before themselves. They wait to see if there's enough food for their children and their husband before they partake. There's always putting their needs, others' needs, before themselves. Everyone in this earth today you're here because your mother chose to have you. You might not think that's a big deal, but we just watched a video where it was. See, they could have disposed of you. And you, with your narcissistic self, go, why would you dispose me? Well, before that, you were nothing. And your mother chose to bear you and give you life. She could have went to her husband or her boyfriend or whatever and said, no, we're not having this baby. It's not the right time. And the guy would go, well, whatever you want to do, dear. She chose to have you. So think that in your thick skull right now. My mom chose to have me. She gave you life. God gave you life and then she followed through. See, mothers are all in. Mothers are all in. If you could have only been there, I sh back then they didn't have videos, but if you could have only been there and seen the unbearable pain, the nine months of walking around, not going to say disinformed really. You ever see a pregnant lady and they're all over the place? 
by God's design. No man would go through that. Honey, how do I look in the mirror? How you doing? There's a big old nine-month pregnant woman. We look fine, honey. Walking around, not able to sleep. Driving down the road. One time we was driving down the road. My wife had morning sickness on some of them, and this is how it went. We was driving down Fairview. My wife says, pull over now. I pulled over. She opened the door. Blup, closed the door. Off we went. Now, if it would have been me, we would have had to pull into a cul-de-sac or a park with a bathroom. <laughs> and it would have been about my headache. And, oh, I'm going to do this. Camera's rolling. Oh, but I'm really sick. Oh, we better get us ice cream after this. Okay, honey. The door was open. It was done. The door was shot. And off we went. By George, we were moving. I thought, impressive. <laughs> impressive. Every woman has some kind of physical scars because of your birth. A woman's body is important, but she carries scars for every one of you. Scars on her body now that she covers up and hides. You think about that for a minute, and you want to tell her off. Or you want to be mean. Every woman wants to feel pretty, but she's got them scars that she has proudly that only her husband sees. She goes, Those are my scars with my kids. I will say this if your mother's not special, neither are you. Remember this. Mom, where's my blue sweater? You know that's my favorite, and I only look good in that blue sweater. Honey, I've washed that blue sweater three times this week. It's looking ragged. I don't care, Mom. I have to have just that blue sweater. So Mom diligently washes that blue sweater so you can feel comfortable in society or whatever it is to make you look good. Mom, I need... Mom, I want. Mom, can I have? It's funny, mothers know your favorite color. They know what color you like. Mother knows your favorite food. When you come over, there's usually some of that floating around because each one of your kids likes something a little different. They have your favorite dessert. And when we have our dinners at our house, I say to my wife, why are you making that stupid green jello that tastes horrible, that pistachio junk? She goes, I think it's because Jared and Daisy like it. What a waste of time. It sets, this much is eight, and it sets in the freezer, and we throw it away, and it grows mold or whatever. It's a waste of time. They can live with what we're really having. Nope. Why are you making that feeling good jello, which takes 9,000 hours? Because the grandkids like it and they expect to see it. You're kidding me. It's a waste of our lives. Why are you setting the table and buying a new cloth and making it look like everybody really belongs there? Everybody's got their space and their spot and their chair. You don't know that's insanity, don't you? That's just the way it is. <laughs> like, oh, okay, we'll get those chairs set right up. And they walk in and says, everybody's got a place and it's prepared. And the kids come in and terrorize everything. 
And there's usually 19 of us in there. There's 19 right now. And they come in and they have a place and they have their favorite stuff and their knickknacks and their special things. And they don't even care. How about your mom knows your favorite place that you like? Mom knows your favorite restaurant. Mom knows things about you that she will take to the grave. No one can pry them out of her. Moms never forget your birthday. She'll go, Kendall, what's tomorrow? I have no idea. It's Jared's birthday. Okay, thanks, Mom. Come up. Hey, happy birthday, son. (laughs) Mom told you, you know it. It's Justin's birthday. It's Hannah. It's Kelly's. It's Casey's. Hey, birthday. Mom knows your favorite restaurant, your birthday. Mom knows how much you weighed when you came, when you was birthed. And I guess that was so traumatic, I would remember those numbers too. After I took counseling and great things to get past it. They know he was nine pounds, eight ounces, and he was 28 inches long, and yeah. Wow, who cares? Look at him now. He's horrible. He's six foot and he's eating food and he, he cuts the cheese and he ruins our house and he's a disgrace. Are you talking about my son? Oh, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about somebody else. Moms, don't embarrass or make fun of you. Now, dads do with pleasure and great joy. Moms, will lose their value in some, people, some of their children's eyes because the children became adults and they became too important. The reason why I know that, because that's what I did. I would throw her a pity call or go see her. When she's having a hard time, I did walk with her. But I wish I could talk to her now. With 888-5285. Now it's 7777777 because she's in heaven. The one thing I regret in my life is I should have been nicer to my mom. Because at a time where I thought I had a wife, a ministry, kids, business, I forgot about the scars on her body. One day you'll wish you could call your mom. So if you have a mom today, boy, are you lucky. If you have a grandmother, you are fortunate. I never knew my grandparents. Just the stories. If you take inventory, it says this, when a man gives up the ghost in battle, he uses, he mentions his mother's name. If you take inventory of what your mom's done for your whole life, you will never be able to repay her, nor would she want you to. Even if you had a bad mom. The Bible says, hearken unto your fathers and be not thee, and despise not your mother when she is old. Someone might say, well, brother, you don't understand. I had a bad mom. What's that got to do with anything? What's that got to do with anything? She's your mother. She gave you life. She bore you. She may be a handful. 
She may be old. <laughs> she may be forgetful. She may need you, and she may forget your name. But I'll say this to you. Your mother will be with you and has been with you your whole life and will always be with you. Let's go back to Mary. I'm just going to read this verse for the sake of time. I wanted to let you out for Mother's Day early. It says this in John 19, 25, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother. And when you think about this, of the tragedy that was done, Mary was there for his birth, and oh my goodness, she's seen all the glory and the praise and, and the accusations about how great her son was, and she didn't really know that this was true, only what people said. And she was there as she loved him and raised him. And Mary was there to see his great miracles. And Mary was there and would have said, he is the perfect son. Mary would have said, he's a good person. And Mary would say, he went about doing good things all the days of his life. But Mary got to see people lie about him. Mary got to see him tortured and stripped with his clothing. Mary would say, I seen him crucify my perfect son. See, mothers are all in no matter what happens. My mother called me one day. She said, Stephen is dead. Not too long ago. She was frantic, screaming, and uncontrolled, uncontrollable. I raced over there. I tried to console her and be around her and help her. But you know what? I didn't understand. Because I, that was her son. Yeah, he's my brother, and he, helped, he raised me, actually. I loved him dearly. <clears throat> but I didn't understand the grieving and the pain she felt. I tried to consider that, but I didn't realize it. Mothers seem it very hard to internalize the death of a family member. In fact, the matter, mothers gave that child birth. There's no way to understand it unless you're a mother. See, mothers are all in. If you're a mother and you've done a good job raising your kids, saying goodbye to them as they get married, and they have kids also, they spent their whole energy and their whole youth was wrapped up in raising their children. And as those children, I don't understand people that say, I hope my children leave. It was, a, it was the saddest day in our lives when our children left. And it can be a very lonely place because if you're a mother and your kids are gone and you become a grandmother, your job is done. Now I know there's more to life because grandkids need a grandmother. And we're very fortunate in that area. But the woman has to realize that, like, my kids are gone. And you sit there and laugh it off. All oh, the kids are gone. The fun begins. And the mother goes, yeah, they are gone. A piece of them leaves. It's a very lonely place. See, 
they were on the job 24 hours a day for 18 to 21 years or 25 years. I don't care if you had a bad mother. You need to pick up the phone and give her a call. I know you have a family. I know you have a ministry. I know you have a job. But what in the world is five minutes? And don't call there and say, let me talk to dad. That's how our phone, let me talk to dad. Oh, okay, here he is. Hey, mom, how are you today? How are you putting up with dad still? (laughs) He's still that grumpy old man. You know, mom, you're a better person than I ever thought you were. He's no fun to live with. And by the way, mom, man, I love you. I love you, mom. Now everybody wants to blow moms off, don't they? Let me talk to dad. You don't have five minutes to call your mother once a week? She gave her whole life for you. Your whole life. I'll just wait till she gets really old and we'll go see her in the old folks' home. And then the Lord takes her home and you think, oh gosh, I had some things I wanted to say to her. I'll say this to you. If you ever have something you want to say to your mother, now is the time to say these things. My mom wasn't the perfect mom. On the contrary, she was my mother, and I love her. Was she perfect? Not even close, but neither are you. Her hands helped me gentle from, day, from the day I first took my first breath. Her hands helped me guide me as I took my first step. Her hands helped me close when the tears would start to fall. Her hands were quick and slow to me that should take care of them all. A mother's love is something that no one can explain. It maketh of the deep devotion of sacrifice and pain. And before, if a piano player could come up here, before we have our invitation, I brought you this message because I wish I would have been better to my mother. The time is now, not tomorrow. And if you have a grandmother, if you have a mother-in-law or a grandmother, oh boy, are they special. Reach in your old cold black heart. Remember back when you were three and four? She was holding your hand, taking you to the playground. Or she was making your favorite dessert or your fifth birthday when she got you that fancy hat that you wanted. Why are you getting that? Why are we buying all these things, Shelly? My grandkids like them. A mother's love and a mother's heart. Let's pray. Piano player, we could. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I, I, I want to ask this congregation this thing. I was fortunate to sneak into the high school department today, listen to the message. Listen to me now. Teenagers, when is the last time you came down to this altar, and it's not about the altar, and thank God for your mom? When's the last time, teenagers, you came down here and thank God for your mom? College and career, are you too good to come down here and thank God for your mom? Well, I'll tell her today. When's the last time? High schoolers, teenagers, young people, We're talking about mom here.
God-given mom to your life. And then I want to finish this one last thing to the husbands. Oh, he just wants to get me up there. No, has nothing to do with you coming up here. Husbands, when's the last time you brought, came down here and said, oh God, thank you for my wife. She did not break. She did not break. My son was talking about that today in class. He said, one of our successes is because my mom did not break. Husbands, my mom did not break. My wife did not break. And oh, let me tell you, there's a lot of breaking going on. Because see, motherhood is a lost art. Nobody wants to do it anymore. It's too tough. And I will concur to that. It's too tough. But not for moms. Because moms are divine. Moms are special. So on this Mother's Day, I thank God for my mom. I thank God that she was there for me in those dark nights. I didn't have a dad. We lived in a bad place. But she was there. Matter of fact, she was there, and I didn't even know it. So today, whatever you got to say to your mom, I would say it today. And don't say it because Brother Doty said to do it. Say it because you love her. And because she is special. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today, and I thank you, Father, for my mom. I thank you for the moms in America and the moms all over the world. I thank you for the mothers in Ukraine who are probably, I can't even imagine it. And Father, I thank you, Father, for you making moms and giving us mothers to guide us and help us and to love us when we weren't so lovely. Guide and direct us, Father. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Tender patience for more.
whose calm and courage trouble cannot dim. A home where each finds joy in serving others and love still shines. Oh, days be dark and drips. The last now. sang a lot in that song right there. And uh, these are prayer requests to you, Lord. Our homes uh, were, your, were your idea. And Father, they won't work unless you're leading us. Thank you for the message, a reminder of the important role that our mothers play in our lives. Lord, help our mothers to point us to Jesus Christ, who is our true hope. And when our mothers falter and fail as they do, may they still point us to you. Lord, help us to love them as you love your mother, Christ, loved your mother and took care of her. Help us to never forget the life and the effort and the heart that they gave to us. If we're saved, Lord, help us to go from here honoring the Lord Jesus Christ as our mothers did. I pray if there's one not saved today that they would come to know Christ as their personal Savior. Thank you for your blessing on us, Lord, and give us your blessing as we go today and may be honored and glorified in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.